This is Ian Westwood and you are listening to Broken and Beautiful, the podcast. This is week eight of our podcast journey. Should be week nine and I do apologize that I am a week behind schedule. But that happens when you have a disability. You get sick. And when I get sick, it takes everything out of me and just zaps all of my energy from my body. I actually slept a whole day last week and have been sleeping quite a bit. I have a respiratory infection and I did get some medicine, but I am not completely sure I am all better yet. So... If I sound different, that is why, and that is also why I have been very slow, and I was hoping to have this episode done by Monday, and another episode done tomorrow, which would be Thursday, May the 18th. However, that is not how it worked out. Um, I have also been suffering from more pain in my leg, which is fine. I take medicine for it, but when I take the medicine, I am not able to record my episode for this because I feel the effects from it. So anyway, that is why I have been going, but I'm back, and I hope and pray that our listeners will still Join us, don't give up on me. I was down, but I'm not out. I promise, and I am trying very hard to do the best job at possibly hand with this tight half. But again, it does take a lot of time and energy and resources to do it all. So if anyone is interested in contributing financially to this tight half, you are Welcome to the show, right? I want to our listener.org page, which I will have a link to in the about section of this episode. So we are just going to jump right in, as I always say, to today's two misconceptions that people have. And I try to do this every week because there are a lot of things that people think and believe about disabled individuals that are flat out wrong or not true for the entire disabled community. And so I am here, as always, to set the first thing first. things first, and this is a touchy subject because I feel like if I type this into Google right now, not much would come up. But I also feel like a lot of people secretly think this, and it 
very detrimental to the disabled community as a whole. And that is the belief that it would be better to be dead than to live with a disability. That is a lie from how can I will not stand for any longer. And people might not want out say it, but in the action and the way that they ask questions, it's evident that they believe that some people or that all people who have a disability would be better off dead. That is a Nazi belief that is all the way back to Hitler. And it dies today. There is no reason that a person with a disability should die rather than living their life in a different way from what the world sees as normal. Just because we do things differently does not mean that we have any less value than any other human who walks on two legs does. And even if I try to look at this from an outsider's perspective, the only, only time that I would ever agree with that ideology that it would be better to die than live with a disability is if there's absolutely no brain activity whatsoever. If there's no brain activity, there's no life in that person. They don't even know if they're alive or not. And that would be the only circumstance it would be okay to take someone off of life support. Several years ago, the news made a big uproar over a case about a lady by the name of Terry Shiloh. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but I will list a link to her family's website in the about section of this episode. So for those who are not familiar with the story of Terry Shivo, I'm going to show you today. Terry Shivo was an active, healthy, quote-unquote, normal wife who was in some kind of accident from cardiac arrest in her Florida home. This was back in 1990. Doctors found out that she had brain injury that was caused by lack of oxygen to the brain. It's weird that her husband was with her when she supposedly collapsed from cardiac arrest. And then they found out that she had a brain injury due to lack of oxygen to the brain. Everything about this case is just Mess up, like, it doesn't add up. And she was on a mechanical ventilator for a few weeks, but afterwards she was doing well at breathing on her own. In 1991, she was reported by the rehab center's note saying that she was starting to speak and say, No, stop. And mommy, this is amazing. They didn't think she would ever speak, and she was starting to communicate in the year 91. And then, in 1992, her husband, by the name of Michael Shadow, did a medical practitioner and gynecologist, and her husband just did it, and he had all this money in 92. 
that's already two years, and he's already two days to another one that he refused to dissolve his marriage with Terry, and instead had two children with his new fiance. So this crazy battle is on from 91, right, it'll be 90, to 2005. And it gets to the point where Michael Sato, who was literally the husband of Terry Sato, cut off all access to her family for her because they wanted to focus on getting their daughter better. And he, well, I think they know what he was saying. Honestly, I don't even begin to know, but he was already engaged in 1994. Anyway, moving on. So from 94 down to 2005, he restricts visitors of her family, cuts her family off from visiting her, they are back and forth in her legal daughter. He's trying to own her life, her family is trying to save her life in 2002. At night, ordered that Sarah Shadow be taken off from Nutrition via her feeding tube. But then, at the last minute, they started now with the end, it has actually ended. And then we move on to 2005, where a very stupid judge set a date to remove the feeding tube from March 18th, 2005, and it was removed on that day at 1 40 p.m. Terry Shadow lived all his 14 days without nutrition or hydration and died on March 31st at 9.05 a.m. from severe dehydration. So, just to be clear, she did not die because she was pregnant. She did not die due to any medical diagnosis. She died because she was starved to death because even though she didn't say it, her husband believed that she should rather be dead than live a life that might look different to the outside world. And that is murder. That is not okay. She had brain activity. She was starting to talk and point to things. Who knows? She might have eventually made a very deep recovery. She might not have ever been able to walk, but she still would have had a fulfilling life as a functioning disabled adult. Her husband took that from her, and that is wrong on every level. It has only God can give us life, and only God has a right to take that life away. You do not know human beings should have that kind of power. Now, I went on and on about suicide, though. I'm sorry, but I'm very passionate about that case, and I try to tell everybody about it. And so, moving on to our second misconception that people have about disabled individuals is that we have money. Now, I'm not really sure where this idea came from, but I assure you, most of us do not have money. Um, I have come across this a lot where I'm always embarrassed to say it, but with online dating, yeah, I said it, yeah. I get on online dating, and a lot of people think, for some reason, that if you are disabled in any way, that that means you have money. 
listen here and listen yet. I have nothing. I have yet six hundred dollars a month on disability. And I can't get a job. And after I pay all my bills and buy everything that I need for myself and my health and my home for the month, I have nothing left. So I'm not sure where this idea got in people's head that people who are disabled have money, but I have to for you how we do not. Get that out of your head, please, because most of us live by very simple names. And in the end, I have everything that I need. I have a sweet little apartment in the basement of my mom and dad's home, and it shows me well. And I have a guy who is an amazing repairman, might I add, and I have what I need. The Lord provides me with what I need. They not always get what I want, but I always have what I need, and I'm thankful for that. What I like to have some more money, absolutely. What I like to have more of a expendable income, absolutely. But right now, I'm not in a place for that, and until I'm left. The Lord opens the door that would allow me to pursue my master's degree and get a teaching job or something along those lines. I am probably going to do a lot of simple moves in my life because if I need anything that I can't afford, my family will help me. I have a roof over my head, I have food in my refrigerator, more than I need, and I have people to love and take care of me, and in the end, I have it all. So, now that we are in the two misconceptions out of the way, I want to talk about finding your purpose today. Because I feel like we live, like we live in a world where everybody places so much value on things that really don't matter in the end. Um, for instance, you know, I have to have the perfect car. I have to have a perfect job. I have to have the perfect husband. Oh, I don't like you. You're not good enough. So I'm just going to leave you and you'll be with another husband who might be better than you. And it's this cycle of meeting more and never being satiated if that makes sense. We want and we want and we want all his things, but in the end, did it really matter? Wait, when he died, did not want to ask how he did ask your job or what your score of one pay is or anything like that. You're always going to ask what kind of person you were, what did you live for, what was your passion, what did you love to do? And your passions determines your heart essence. If your passions are in the wrong place, circle that around inside them. Because if it doesn't align with what is holy and acceptable in the eyes of the eye, it's not the right passion and you don't have the right purpose. And I know that can be difficult to hear. It's difficult for me to say because we all we all struggle with finding our purpose and I think we all struggle with what are we passionate about? Are we passionate about the right things? Uh, are we passionate about things that will only distract us and leave us down a road that is dark and there's no light at the end of it? And so I suppose that brings us to the main question of what is our purpose in life? Everybody has a different purpose in life, but 
all of us should have the same underlying purpose that is our foundation for how we live our lives. Purpose is no different than if you're building a house and laying a foundation. You have to have a strong foundation or your home is going down from the rough water pit. However, if your foundation is solid, you will be safe in the middle of the sun. And knowing your ultimate purpose overall in life will be laid as your solid foundation. Now maybe you're listening to this and you think, you know, I don't know what my overall purpose is. I don't know where I belong. If you believe in the same God that I do, then your soul overall purpose in life should be to serve and glorify God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. That should be the number one purpose of a person's life. Now, I'm not saying you can't have other purposes in your life or instance. You might be a parent and your purpose is to raise your children in a godly home. Or maybe your purpose is helping someone that you work with to get closer to God. Or helping the needy or even helping your neighbor across the street or something. Maybe your heart is just out of bed for today and try to make the most of every day as it harms. I'm not sure what your other purpose may be, but the solid foundation of purpose in every person's life should, I'm not saying it is, but it should be to honor, serve, glorify God in everything that we say and do. Now, does that mean that we have to be perfect? No. And God knows that, rightfully, because I'm not perfect. I mess up every day, but His grace is unending. And sometimes you don't find your other purpose in life, and so you go through something that's really hard that you didn't think you would ever make it through, but you held on to that hand of God, that, that hand of grace, and you made it through, and maybe you found your purpose in life. Maybe you're like Shadrach, or Misha, or Mendeo, who were put in the fiery furnace because they would not worship King Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel. And guess what? When they were in that fiery furnace, and they saw four men, in there, when only three men were in there. Let me tell you something, that was their purpose, to show him, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not afraid of you. We will not worship you. We will worship the eyes of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The eyes who never fails, I shall never fail us now. I shall out. I shall out. And so everybody who is at last. Maybe that. Your heart maybe your heart is just in to look right in a world that's full of wrongs. Maybe you're not really sure what your heart is. And my heart is, I'm the man, and if I'm being honest, I'm hungry now. Because I live in a family and a community who everybody believes, if they don't say it, then they believe by their actions, that whenever you grow up, you get married, you have children, you know, you have a family, and that's where all your focus is. And I'm not there. And maybe I will be 
One day, and I made it on to send me a hyphen. I really don't know. I'd like to have another episode where I talk about being disabled and looking for a blog and a husband and just navigating the dating world as a whole. But I don't have time for that today. But um, I do know what it feels like to look out at everybody in the world and think, man, they just have it all together. And I'm over here just trying to make it through the week sometimes. And it is hard. It is very hard when you are disabled to know what your, your purpose is. But if you hit the foundation of your purpose to serve and glorify God in your everyday life, then you will not drown when the waves come in. The problem is nobody has breath. I shouldn't say never. Not a lot of people have that solid foundation that even when the waters are raging, they are safe in the master's hands and that they just hold on to that hand of Jesus, that unseen hand. And if you do that, you can get through anything in life. The problem is that a lot of people only look at Christ when life is hard. And it's kind of like calling 911 after your milk has sight in a life. Or after somebody dies. After that person shouts to death, then they call 911. It doesn't work like that. You have to have the master on board when you sit in on the leg. Just like you need to have a fire extinguisher for in case there's a fire, you need to be following Jesus before life goes crazy so that you have him in the darkest moments. And if you don't know Jesus as your personal savior and you are trying to navigate this crazy world and find your purpose, I'm not really sure what to tell you because it's not over out very well for you in the end. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to be negative, but it just gets through. And when you have Jesus in your heart, then he's there for you when you don't know where your purpose is. He's there when you feel lost and overwhelmed and when you're falling behind in a constant evolving world. He's there. And even just the other day, I had quite a moment where I was just upset and I lost my composure for a minute because I would love to be a wife and a mother and have a great job. But that's not what God has for me right now. Does that mean it will always be like this? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know what God has in store for me. Just like, I don't know what God has in store for you, but he promises us in his word that he has plans not to harm us, but to give us a hope and a future. And when I look out at the world, I feel like I'm so far behind. But when I look at Jesus, I realize that right now, I'm enough. Into my ears, and I just need to focus solely on him for this hope that I might one day have a family of my own. But if it doesn't happen, I can still be content knowing that I am in the center of God's will. And that, that has to be enough sometimes. Sometimes what we want isn't what we need. 
And sometimes we think our purpose is to something entirely different than what God's purpose for us is. So we're out in Westfield over here thinking, oh, if I get a new car, I'll, I'll have my purpose. If, if I find a spouse, that'll be my purpose. If I can have a baby, that'll be my purpose. Maybe that's what we're thinking that God is over away from the other side saying, no, no, come over here. Find your purpose in me. Let me use you. Let me make something beautiful out of your life. Just let your face in me. And maybe that's what you have to do today. Maybe you just have to do what I did and lay it all down at your feet of Jesus and say, I'm not sure what my purpose is right now in this chapter of my life, but I'm trusting you to use me for your glory and to make something beautiful out of it. And I will tell you this, there has never been a time that I have cried out to Jesus as he has ever let me down. He's never let me down for one time. And coming from somebody who has had a multitude of near-death experiences, I have come to realize that my hurt is way better than myself. Or anything that I could ever imagine on my own. My purpose is dictated by a holy God who loves me so much that he has brought me back from the brink of death over and over again. But I feel like if you are, especially if you are in the disabled community, it's much easier to believe that maybe you don't have a purpose or you just not so much that purpose is. Especially because, at least for myself, I don't get out in the community a lot. First of all, I'm trying to stay away from germs because if I get sick, I get really sick and end up in the hospital very easily. And another reason is just due to the fact that I'm getting older and the older I get, the harder it is for me to be really active every day. Not every day, I get up. In my wheelchair, and I'm able to do whatever I want. But if I spend a whole day out doing things, then I have to take two or three days to rest and recover. And that was a very hard reality for me to accept, but it comes a time when you just have to face it. It really is. And I suffer from pain sometimes, and I have to take medication. And sometimes I just don't feel like going out and being active in the community. It's not easy for us to be really involved in our community for those of us who are severely disabled. And so when you are sitting around all day with only your thought, it can be dark if you're not careful. And I find that the best way to find your purpose is just stay busy just doing things that you love. Like last week or a few weeks ago, twice or whatever, whatever you want to call it, a greenhouse, I guess, yeah. I don't do a greenhouse. I have uh, a whole bunch of that little plant. And I'm going home and my nurse helped me plant that. And now I couldn't do it myself, but I was outside with her, watching her, and taking pictures, and just having fun. I love to be outside. I'm constantly reading 
and writing different things. If I'm really good, I mean, I'll just ask that lady. But if I'm really good, I will play on on that vacation. Or I said, I'm right here. And I'm not saying, well, I'm in. Are you, you're the way? Yeah. Someday. Not today. But that's it. Right here. I'll be right here. And so now that the summer is approaching, yeah, I am planning a lot of dates with my nurses on the weekend. And I'm excited about that. I have my sweet little dog, Dorothy, to make all my toes. Um, I make my art, for those of you who don't know, I make art. I will link to my website in the about section of this episode. But I do make art. I love music. I love making things. Anything. Whether it's art or soap or lotion or lotion or a recipe. That I have on YouTube, uh, like that. I'm very social, so I'm always usually talking to a friend or family or somebody. And so, even though I can't move, I always keep my mind busy. It has sitting around all day doing absolutely nothing is not healthy, and you never have to find it hurtless doing that. There are also different camps and retreats for people with disabilities. I go to PA camp and I have my whole life and that has been a tremendous blessing in my life in helping me to connect with others and make friends and just have fun. But once again, I will say that for myself, I realize that my purpose for my life is so much better than anything I could ever imagine. And I'm just so thankful that God has allowed me to give people hope. And I always say, if I can help one person make it through this crazy life, then it was over. That all of my pain, all of my suffering, every surgery that I've ever had, every sleepless night, every hospital stay, it was all worth it if I can tell one person about Jesus and everything that he has done for me. And that is my overall purpose in life. And it's just the hope that comes through a loving relationship with Jesus Christ. And sure, maybe I don't know what my specific purpose is right now in this particular chapter of life, but I'm going to leave it the best that I can and try to make God proud of you. Maybe you know somebody, and this could be anybody, whether you're disabled or not, maybe you know somebody who is going through a hard time, maybe they're sick or or something else that is really difficult for them. Maybe you need to call them and say, hey, can I take you for that coffee? That means the world to some people. To you, it might not be a big deal at all, but to that person, you have 
if it didn't hurt, but that, yeah, when they saw the all was off, or maybe, yeah, well, she made her, yes, Lisa had, even had, her, personally. I believe that if Murphy had the levity of yes, I But my point is, is that you never know what a hind word or a smile or just say hi to someone to do to change their life. And I think that is another purpose that we should all have to lift each other up. Whether you are disabled or not disabled in the right direction. And if you are a Christian, then you should be holding them to Jesus, not okay. And so I feel like I have rambled long enough for today. I am just going to wrap this up. But before I do, I just wanted to share a few packages of scripture and all of them is proper, precept. This is the English Standard Version. It says, In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will straight your path. Another version says, In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So, if you don't know what it is, just look to him, and he will show you the next step. And it might just be that you have to take right yeah, as it's like, that he will is yeah, enough one to see. Okay. Another passage of scripture is from Proverbs 16, 4. And they say, the Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the written for the day of trouble. And wrongly, I just want to share a passage from John 16, verse, I'm sorry, verse 13. This is the ESV again. It says, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you in all truth, for He will not speak with His own authority, but whatever He hears, whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will be clear to use the thing that I have harm. So I have a heartless for all of us. And again, in John 10, verse 10, it says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. That would be Satan. But it says, I hate that they may have life and have it abundantly. And I think what he's trying to say is, I hate that they will have a heartless. They will have a heart in this crazy life of ups and downs and twists and turns. So, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. I am still not feeling the best. If I sound a little different, please give me some grace. I am trying to get better. I pass that I can. Again, if you would like to donate to this, and so that is all for today. I hope you like this episode. Please like, comment, share, 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 share. We want as many listeners as possible for this. And 
I hope that you know what your heart and life is. Maybe you should feel off. That's alright. Just know that the Lord has it back. And if you put your faith in Him, He will guide you in this crazy journey of life and give you a purpose. Maybe that you never would have thought of, but it will be beautiful and amazing. And maybe you're kind of in limbo right now. I, that's sort of how I felt lately. That's what I feel. I see this. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yes. If, if, if you're not sure where you belong, rest in the arms of Jesus and know that whatever happens in your life, God will make something beautiful of it. And you can find your purpose in knowing Him and sharing Him with the world. And so, I love you guys. If you need me, you can email me at Rotten. I'm just a beautiful. Yeah, you got home. That is a wrap. I love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye for now.